All right, welcome to another episode of From the Sound here on speakerphone. I have Landon Bruce once again, and we're going to be talking about uh, NBA and NFL awards, who we think they're going to go to for preseason predictions. Landon, why don't you kick us off? Yeah, Jake, so we're going to start with the MVP, of course, you know, what we would think is the most valuable award. Um, I think for the NBA, this um, this is going to be a little bit more kind of structured, and I think we could assume the, the top five or, you know, interchange in the top five positions. So I, I actually have six here. So I think at number six, I have Joel Embiid. I think that with the game becoming um, bigger and a bigger lineup, I think that Joel Embiid would be a a decent candidate this year, and I think he could stand out more. At number five, I have LeBron. I mean, you can't have you can't talk about an MVP without LeBron in it. So I, I think LeBron is just always a good, solid choice in that position. So that's why I have LeBron there. At number four, I have Kyrie. Um, Kyrie is definitely a interesting pick for me this year. I feel like he's gotten a lot of crap from playing in Boston, which I think is well deserved because he hasn't. He hasn't played good, you know, as of recently. So I think he's going to have a standout year this year, kind of like a comeback player, and you know, be like, hey, I'm still good. I'm still in my prime. Like, I've had some injuries, but, you know, I can still hoop with the best. At number three, I have um, Jokic. Uh, I think Jokic is a a solid pick. I think he's, he's shown in the league last year that he's a solid player, well-rounded, you know, he can play for, for a decent amount of time. He can play the best. He can pass like a point guard. He can shoot pretty well. I mean, he's probably one of the best shooting centers, I'd say. So I, I feel like he's definitely a great athlete. I think, you know, with all of these duos, that he's definitely going to have to step up if he wants to, to make the playoffs and to, to make a finals run with his team. So I think an MVP Jokic could, could see a finals nugget. At number two, I'd be honest with the Kumbo last year's uh, MVP. And um, I, I, it's just like, why why wouldn't you have him up there? You know, he's, he's playing really good. He's, he's at his, you know, peak kind of. I, you know, I wouldn't even say I wouldn't even say he's in his prime yet. I think he's first prime, but I think he has much to come. Um, so I, I wouldn't be shocked if he didn't win it this year again. But I, I definitely think that, he, he could be an easy candidate to win it this year with no other stars on his team. Uh, my number one this year and um, is, is a two-time MVP already. I have Steph Curry. I think that Steph Curry will really show that he's just one of the greatest players to play. Um, with, without Kevin Durant, without Clay Thompson, he has really no support from anybody else. So, I think that Steph will put up better numbers this year. He'll shoot better percentages. Um, his, his usage rating will probably go up this year without Katie and Clay on the court. So I, I think Steph is, is probably my number one go-to MVP candidate as of right now. Uh, a few things that I, I I see you have Braun at five, and that actually kind of baffles me a little bit because I think – if they make a deep push and end up at, if they finish as the one seed, I believe he should be at least two or three on the list. Yes, they added another superstar, but I think I think if he can get them to be the one seed, I think that he'll actually be a little bit higher on the list. Yeah, I, I mean, you can see that from any perspective. I kind of put LeBron at the five because I, I'm thinking, like, I don't think he'll score as much as he has before. I think everything else will go up. I'm, I'm hoping that maybe his defense will go up this year and his rebounding, so he'll take over and get a role as a big role we haven't ever seen him about him before. But I think that would be interesting to see him expand his game and play the better defense alongside AD, maybe. So that's why I have him at five, you know. I'm unsure, but I mean, definitely, I think, I think he could be up there with Steph and Giannis to joke it. I have him at five, but I mean, you know LeBron. LeBron's going to do what LeBron wants to do, and LeBron, you know, can do whatever he wants to do. And I'd, I'd agree for the most part. But uh, one thing I do agree on is Steph at number one. I think without Clay, without KD, um, 
I, I think he, if he puts him in the four seed or maybe the five seed, and he puts up numbers like he did his year where he won unanimously, I think, I think he'll win the MVP for a third time. Yeah, I think that's a real, kind of an underrated player, which is crazy to say because I mean I think a lot of us consider him the number two point guard ever to play, but I, I think that Steph has been overshadowed by everyone else, and I, I think that we forgot last year that he took less shots. He shot it better from the field, taking less shots. His usage rating went down, and he was still putting up better numbers, you know, percentage-wise and, and uh, turnover-wise than he was his MVP. So I, I think we could see great things from Steph. And, yeah, I I agree. Um, I'm excited to see Steph play this year. I think he's going to be the most exciting player to watch. Yeah, I'd have to agree. I mean, so many exciting players, but I, I think uh, a Steph coming with something to prove, he's mad, you know, that, that he, I, I think Steph feels that he let his team down in the finals and he's the reason play got hurt and stuff like that, whatever he's thinking, but, but I think he's going to come out and be like, you know what, I'm the player, I'm going to do it now. Yeah, oh, for sure. Um, for NFL MVPs, uh, at number five, I have Saquon Barkley. Um... I don't think the team will have – I think they'll have little to no success. Um, but he's shown last year at least that he alone is an athletic force of nature. So I believe, and a lot of people are putting their money, that he'll get around 2,000, 2,500 all-purpose yards. If he can get to twenty five hundred all purpose yards, I think, I think he'll go as the MVP. Um, but I I don't see him reaching that. But he could definitely be a top five candidate for sure. Um, at number four, I have Mahomes. I think uh, Patrick Mahomes is going to do really really well. Um, I don't think he's going to do as good as last year. He lost some of his targets. He had, now doesn't have as good a running game. He, there. Obviously, he's gonna make do with what he has. But losing Tyreek Hill, that really hurt. Um, Kareem Hunt, that hurt. Like it hurts to lose key players because then they can focus on who are the stars. And when you have multiple stars, it's really hard to cover multiple ones. So I don't see him having as good as years last year. Um, at number three, I have Andrew Luck. If Andrew Luck plays. Anything like he did last year, I think he'll win it. He is just, he played phenomenal. He went eight games in a row with three touchdown passes. And if he can do that for 10 games this year, if he can get 40 touchdowns and let's say 4,000 yards, I think we're looking at an MVP candidate in him. He just needs to bring out wins. I don't think it's anything less about his talent. How much can he get them to win? Can he put them to the playoffs? Those are the kind of things I kind of look for. Um, number two, you got to put Drew Brees. I think Drew Brees is just a phenomenal player. The only reason I don't have him at number one is because he's getting a little bit older. I think he's 40. I want to say he's 40. Um but he has shown no signs of slowing down. He has the same targets as he does last year. If they can push for a Super Bowl and he puts up a good year like he did last year, I have no problem with seeing him as MVP. Um, at number one, you got to put Aaron Donald. I think as far as it goes, he is not only the best defensive player in the league, but he is hands down the best player in the league. I actually see him next year, I see him with 20-plus sacks. And if he can get 20 sacks, he is my MVP. Yeah, I, I think you got a good list there. I, I would like to, to say a couple things about Mahomes and Breeze. I, I think Mahomes, you know, with, with Tyree Kill having his injury in the preseason, you know, Quantair or, or East Brain or whatever it was, right? I, I think that will bump the team down. I, I think it won't let Mahomes shine as much because, as you and me both know, Jake, he has done some plays where, you know, he 
little pitch to Mahal or to to Hill, and Hill runs like a sixty yard touchdown. Right? And that count, and that counts as a passing yeah, touchdown, yeah. Over, right. Um, but I I'd agree, but you still have to say you know he still has a great coach, he still has a good offensive line, and he's still got Travis Kelsey. He has an okay running game, not as good as last year, but he's got an okay running game. I still be see him as a candidate. I don't think he'll win it though. That's kind of what I'm yeah, saying. I totally agree. Um, um, the other thing is about Drew Brees. I, I think Drew Brees was a stronger last year for a long time until it hit like week thirteen, maybe week fourteen, and he just kind of fell off the earth. He was called picks. I mean, he was. Is not playing himself. I think if he can play how he did through, you know, one through thirteen, or where he only had what two picks all year or three picks all year up until that point, he was like twenty-seven and two. Definitely MVP. Oh, for sure. That's why I I do see Donald Breeze and Andrew Luck. I all see them. They are possible MVP candidates. Like they all could win it. I don't see them just as like they might win it but I think all of them have a solid chance to get it. Yeah, I, I think that's a big difference from the NFL and the NBA. I, I feel like, you know, the NBA can go any way. You know, there, there's all those players that can win it, where I feel like in the NFL, from this point to this day right now, we can guarantee, you know, a couple players. So I, I think that's, that's a huge difference right there. Oh, for sure. Um, so why don't you move on, and we'll talk about uh, your next uh, – your next award for NBA. Okay, well let's let's do uh, defensive player of the year. We'll kind of compare those. So uh, at number five, I have a surprising you know player that we haven't seen, but I, I think his college defense will, will carry over to the NBA. And I think with with the other point guard of Lonzo and, and Drew, I think uh, Zion Williamson will actually be a, a good candidate for defensive player of the year this year. I, I think you know in two forty to sixty six. Cutting in and out. Why don't you repeat that for us? Um, 
So on your list a little bit, I'm seeing I agree with 80% of it. The one I don't agree with is Zion. I uh, like I can see if if it carries if it carries over, but that's a big if because the transitions from college to pro is a big transition, and that kind of concerns me putting a rookie in that list. But I can definitely see how you got there. Well, I think it's one of those things where it's like I I think we're all thinking Zion. Oh, maybe he could be an MVP candidate. Where or oh, easy rookie of the year, right? Where I think more of he's going to stick to his basics, which is defense. You know, he's going to control what he can control, which is on the defensive side. So I, I think you know he could he could maybe struggle a little bit on the offensive side this year, but I think he'll be rock solid on the defensive side. Okay, yeah. Um, I do agree. I think he will his rookie year be a great defensive player. Um. I see at his peak, he'll finish in the race. I don't see him winning it. Does that make sense? Like, I can see him, like, in the voting, but I won't see him winning it, his rookie year at least. Exactly. I mean, that's why I have at the high spot. You know, those, those five, six, you know, we're not really expecting to win, you know, but, but I think just giving him the recognition of, yeah, yeah, you were pretty good this year on defense. I think that that's what he's going for, at least, or that's in my mind what he should go for this year. Oh, for sure. Um, for the NFL Defensive Player of the Year, it was really kind of hard to to decide on who was at one through five, right? So I'm gonna say two through five is up for grabs, but any single one of these players, ooh, sorry, any one of these players can win it. So I have Khalil Mack, Luke Kuechly. Uh, J.J. Watt, Bobby Wagner, and Aaron Donald, obviously. Um, I see Aaron Donald winning it. I, I don't see, like, much of a competition. I see 60% Aaron Donald, but the 40% is literally up for grabs for anyone. Luke Keekley, if he can stay healthy, has a sol- solid chance. Um, I don't see Khalil Mack having a great season like he did last year. Um but I see him in there because the first, I want to say the first six games, he had six sacks. But he finished with 12 total. So the he kind of slowed down towards the end of the season. So if he can keep the same pace all year round, he has a solid chance to win it. Um, and then Bobby Wagner, uh, he kind of just speaks for himself. You know, he's kind of the quiet, you don't really know, like... He's kind of just everywhere, right? Um, he's all over the stat board. There was one game where he had a pick, a forced fumble, a fumble recovery, a tackle, a tackle for a loss, and a sack. He's just everywhere on the field, and he does everything. And I see him having another breakout year, even better than last year. But I, number one, you have to give it to Aaron Donald. Yeah, I think I agree with you. I think if you're going to have Aaron Donald, one of your front runners for MVP, I think I think then that alone sets him up for the defensive player of the year. You know, that's just an easy go to. Oh, for sure. Um, there are some players who I think could be on the list, but those five stand alone from the rest of the league on the best defensive players. I think like like Von Miller could replace you know Khalil Mack, but I don't see Von Miller having a better year than Khalil Mack. I just don't see that this year. No, I don't think so. I think Von Miller's kind of getting up there a little bit. I think Von Miller's still a great player, but I don't I don't see him getting more than thirteen sacks this year at the most. You know, I, I mean thirteen is a lot and a really good number, but I don't see him putting up that many. Yeah, I I I, I see him. You know, he's going to make it to the Pro Bowl, obviously, but I don't see him winning Defensive Player of the Year. So, for Coach of the Year for the NBA, I, I, think, I think it's up in the air, but I, I, I think we can, I, I think I've narrowed it down pretty well. So, number five, I have Alvin Gentry, the coach of the Falcons. I think with all of his young new staff, I think if he can get them even to a, like a 17 or maybe even an 18, I think that could just cement his Coach of the Year running. I, I think that was such a young core. I think that could stand out 
that would stand out to me at least. That holy cow, you know what? I think he knows what he's doing. Especially with his, he has a lot of system players there. And number four, I have Quinn Schneider. I think Quinn Schneider could easily take this. I think um, with Conley and Mitchell being a regular season duo, I, I think that they could push themselves easily to that to that coach of the year and maybe even like a three seed. So I think that if Quinn Schneider got them to one seed, I think easily he would win coach of the year. Um, at the three seed, I had Dwayne Casey. And I know um, in our podcast yesterday we talked about the road leading them to a four seed, you know, possibly a five seed. But I, I think Dwayne Casey is a great coach. And he knows what he's doing with Blake Griffin and Drummond, and now he's got these rows. I think if he could get up to a four seed, you know, maybe we could talk, be talking about a Dwayne Casey coach of the year. Um, at number two, I, I think I have an obvious choice, which is Doc Rivers. I think that um, Doc Rivers has a great team this year with Kawhi and PG. I think he is a great coach, and he's always been a really good coach in the league. So I think that with his defensive schemes, his quick pace ball, I, I think that we could see easily Doc Rivers go to the air. Uh, at number one, I have Brad Stevens. And, and I think with Kyrie gone, I'm, I'm hoping that Brad Stevens won't be so afraid to be like, you know what, I'm calling plays just like he did in the playoffs against LeBron and just shows like that they were – they were a title contending team. So I think Brad Stevens can put this team and make them a lot better and just like a more synchronized team with Kemba there. And um, I forgot to mention, like an honorable mention, I, I have Pop. Uh, I think Pop is always an honorable mention. I think I think he's got a good squad this year of young players, but similar to players that he's had before. So I, I think he could be on the running, but maybe not this year, maybe next year. Um, okay, because that was my first question is how, like, I have no problem because they're probably not going to finish, you know, top five in the East or in the West, sorry, but, uh, it's pop. So you, that was my question is at least if you're not going to put them in there, why? But you answered that. Um, so I agreed with all of it, but I just wanted to point something out. Dwayne Casey is a great coach. He got... I think he got the short end of the stick at uh, at Toronto. Um, he is a great coach, and I think he could bring Detroit uh, pretty far in the playoffs. Yeah, I think that with his uh, his coaching, and, and then you have Blake Griffin, and uh, maybe even D Rose as a veteran leader. You know, I, I think that they can make a deep run and prove that they're a good team. Oh, hundred percent. Um, so I'll, I'll, uh, my next award for the NFL for the comeback player of the year, um, these five, like, okay, the bottom two, I don't think will get it, but I think they'll finish in the running. Uh, I have Darius Geis and Cooper Cup. They're really, really good players, um, I don't see Geis winning it, especially with a new quarterback. They're going to focus on him um, and Cooper Cup. Um, they just have a lot of targets. They have, you know, a good running game. They're not. They're going to move the ball around a lot, but he's going to be. I definitely think he'll be in the nomination to win it, but I don't think he will. I'm gonna. Um, and then number three. I have Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, I think he has a chance to win it. I think it all depends on how does he do with because he has a young receiving core. Can he produce good numbers with them? He has a veteran tight end in Kittle. They have I, and what I believe is going to be a good running game going into next year. So I think he could win it. I don't see him having a successful year. But he has a lot of hype, and I think he won't live up to his hype, but I think he does have a solid chance to win that. Um, so one and two, I think, could go both ways. One and two are, I don't know how to say this. Like, if you say, no, I d d disagree, it's the other way around, I get it. I have uh, Earl Thomas and Le'Veon Bell. I think Earl Thomas 
coming off that injury. I think he'll actually come back great in Baltimore. I think Baltimore is a great defense for him. Um, I think he'll actually thrive somewhere like Baltimore. Um, and then number and then Le'Veon Bell. We all know what he's capable of doing. He's just successful at receiving. He's a great rusher. He's patient. I think he'll do similar to what he did in Pittsburgh. I think he'll do a little bit more only because they have no other superstar veteran. So I think the offense is going to be focused around him. So he has a solid chance to win it. Yeah, he's some great ones. I think Cooper Cup on your list is a little underrated. I, I feel like he has a pretty good chance. I think everyone forgets that he was Goff's go-to guy at the time. You know, when Goff gets a touchdown or a, or a down or a third and ten or whatever, Cup, you know, was the guy he was looking for. And he was a very underrated player. So I think getting back to the numbers that that he was at, if he could do that, I think he's a he's a front runner for that award. I I do think he does have a good chance. Um. My only thing, the only reason I put him kind of low is because he's coming off that injury, and they they were successful without him. So I'm curious how they're gonna go back into inserting him back into the system. Is he gonna be a big role? Is he kind of just gonna be a supporting role? I his first year back. I'm not saying you know for the next couple of years, but I see him more as like a Colt Beasley, just like you're our our safety net. If I throw it your way, you're going to catch it. I trust your hands. Um, but I don't see him as a huge playmaker. Yeah, I, I, Matt Andrew, I totally agree. The other one, I, th- I think Earl Thomas, I think, I think he's going to be an interesting player to watch. I think coming off you know, his nasty injury, I, I think he has something to prove, but I, I think that it, it's a rough injury, so I, I think if he could get maybe you know, 10, 12 interceptions, I think he could be an easy front runner you know, with However many tackles, so I, I think he could be an easy front runner. Oh, I, I agree. You know, people people forget. You know, when the LOB kind of fell apart, and he was like, "I deserve my money," and then he played anyways. Um, he played. I want to say he played two and a half games. He got injured in that third game, but he had. I want to say he had four picks, three picks. I think he had three picks. Um, he finished like eighth in interceptions. He played three games. So Yeah, that's crazy. So I think if he comes out proving I think it maybe he's not prove himself, but I think he wants to prove to Seattle like you made a mistake letting me go. Yeah, I, I think yeah, I, I totally agree. Great I think it goes well with comeback player of the year. Um, I have six for this because I, I think it's very hard to judge. You know, we could, it could go a lot of ways. So at number six, I have Jalen Brown. I think I, I think we could see Jalen Brown's full potential. I think Jalen Brown played really good um, last year, but I, I think he could he could just be a breakout player for the Celtics and be really a go-to guy for them. At number five, I have Malcolm Brogdon. And I, I think with... Him kind of being a second option at um, the Pacers alongside of of uh, Victor Oladipo, I, I think he could shine, and I, I think he he and Oladipo will work really well together. So I, I think he he could be a front runner. At number four, I have Andrew Wiggins, and this is kind of a guy who's almost always on the most improved list. I think every year we're kind of wanting for a, for a breakout year. You know, oh, he's going to average twenty this year. Um, I'm really hoping that this is the year we finally see Andrew Wiggins at his potential. Um, I, I don't know if we'll see it. That's kind of why I have him so low, but I'm hoping we'll see it there. At number three, I have a really surprising player, someone I don't think will win it, but I, I think that someone who could, I have uh, Ben Simmons. Um, ben Simmons, I think, could win this if he shoots 40%, or, geez, I, I think 35% from the three-point line this year. I, I I think that I've seen him shoot a little bit in the offseason and his, his jumpers look a little bit better. And, and I think if you were to expand his game to a three-point game, I think it would help the Sixers, and I think we could easily see the Sixers in the finals. So if Ben Simmons were to do that and just to shoot better, I think we could easily see him in the finals and the most improved player candidate. 
At number two, I think we have a player who we expected so much this year. He just underwhelmed for us. Then that's Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum, I think, has everything it takes to be an all-star and a superstar in him. I think that he was a little scared last year playing with Kyrie. I think Kyrie overshadowed him and kind of put him in his place. So I'm, I'm thinking with Kemba there who can create space for him and kind of take away another defender that, you know, Tatum will, will shine. At number one, I think we have a player who I thought was going to win it last year but got hurt. I have uh, Lonzo Ball. I think Lonzo, being on his own team with LeBron and with Drew and Zion, I think I think he could easily average 15, 10, and maybe six rebounds. So I, I think that with him averaging that, I think you could easily get him the most improved award. I think he could lead his team. I think we all... We all don't really know how he can lead, but I think he can lead his team very well. So those are my most improved. Uh, I agree with the list, except for Wiggins. Um, but like, but you explained, you know, um, if he can put up the numbers that we expected him to put up, I think he will be nominated. Um, but I agree with uh, what you said about uh, Ben Simmons, and I. I agree, and I think the same thing goes for Lonzo Ball. If they both can develop a jump shot and be consistent from the field, I think they have a solid chance to get it. Yeah, I think something that's underrated is not necessarily that Lonzo's a good jump shot shooter, but I think that, I think more, like when we think about college, like he was a great shooter in college, I think more of it is now he's in his own head. You know, he's not as confident as he was. I think he's a little scared. So I'm hoping being on a new team where he's like, all right, give me the ball. I'm going to go score. I'm hoping that will break him out and be like, yeah, I can shoot the ball. Um, but I, I, one thing I definitely need to see from him for him to be the, the best, or I guess the most improved, um, he needs to fix his free throw. He needs to make those baskets. Yeah, I totally agree. I, I think that whole Lakers team needs to work on their free throws there. Yeah. It's, it's kind of... Their free throws were... I don't even know what... Is there a word for how bad they were? Uh, no. <laughs> I mean, they almost shot better from the three-point line, right? I want to say it was, it was close. Okay, and then... For my next one that I have is I will have the Offensive Player of the Year for NFL. And so this was kind of hard because Offensive Player and Defensive Player of the Year, they're the way I look at it, they're different from MVP. So you can't put them exactly in the same order because MVP focuses more on the value to your team. An offensive player just means, you know, how good of a player offensively are you? Are you so far better than the next guy? And so on. Um, So number five I see is Andrew Luck. I think if he has another breakout year, he, he will. He needs to stay confident. If he stays confident in his game, I see him winning that award. Um, Julio. I put Julio on this list. If he can put up the same numbers as last year, but instead score 10 touchdowns, I think he'll win it. And then number three, I had Patrick Mahomes. I think you could almost swap him and Julio, but Mahomes I do see having another great year. I still see... I still see him being the best, one of the best offensive players in the league. My only concern with him not being number one is that he's young, and I'm kind of scared that he might be kind of like a Carson Wentz, have a great MVP season, and then kind of just slowly decline. So you never know. Um, And then number two is Barkley. And him and Mahomes are kind of like same category, where one great year might not, you know, maybe it's like that was your peak, and then you slowly decline. Um, 
but I think Barkley has a better chance because he's the only play, he's really the only player in New York. So the offense is going to be built and ran through him. So I think he has the best shot at doing it, especially if he can get, you know, the 2,500 all-purpose yards or at least 2,000 or so on. Um, and then number one, I got to give it to Drew Brees. If he puts a very strong season, elite, I think if he puts the exact same season as last year, I think he should win it. For sure, uh, but you know, I think. But my only concern is there. I think they're going to use him as much as they can. That they're going to use him so much that he might get hurt, and I think that's the only reason he would fall. Yeah, I, I think that's a good one too. My other one was I was surprised that you didn't have Russell Wilson on that list. Now I'm a little biased here, but I mean, I'm I, I still think that he's always just a solid, at least top five for offensive player because of Seattle doesn't have many offensive weapons and I think he creates something from nothing. So I think he's always just a good one. The only the thing I don't the only reason I don't see is because I keep reading and seeing all the stuff on, you know, NFL Network and Sports Center that their plan is to run. They're gonna run, they're gonna be the ground and pound team they were when they went to the Super Bowl. And I think he's going to be phenomenal. He might even be an MVP candidate, but I don't see him. I think there's a big difference in helping the team win, which is what he does, and as much as being an offensive force. Yeah, I can see that. I think I, I, I have in my head, you know, the year he had 36 of our 37 touchdowns. I think that's kind of one of those. Hmm. And I, but, but I do agree. I, I know Seattle wants to go back to the run game. We have a Reddick, or who I think could probably win it this year. 
Um, I think J.J. Reddick coming off the bench for Drew Holiday with his shooting, I think J.J. Reddick could probably average 20 on the bench. Which um, I think he's definitely their scorer on that team, which is crazy that they haven't come off the bench, but I don't see where they play. So I, I think that J.J. Reddick coming off the bench could be a good thing for the Pelicans and uh, for sure definitely needed scoring when they need it. And I'd have to agree with your number one. I think J.J. Reddick playing with Lonzo Ball, I think Lonzo will set him up on the outside, put him in the corner, and get Lonzo to create a play, throw it out to the outside. I think Reddick, at that point, will thrive playing with Lonzo. Yeah, I totally agree. I don't think there's much more to say about the six men there. I, I think it's very hard. I think once we get to the midseason and know really kind of what what lineups are, I think we could judge a little bit better. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think one other person that we probably, I think we p- could put in this list is, uh, depending on who the Lakers start, is you could, if they start JaVale, you could put Boogie or vice versa. So either Boogie or um, JaVale, depending on who, pl- who starts, uh, I think they have a solid chance to also be, to win the, honestly, might be able to win it. Yeah, I, I think I thought about that for Louie, you know, JaVale and Boogie, but like you said, like, we don't know who's going to play, you know? And if, if we get Boogie, the Boogie that was in the finals, I don't think he could win sixth man of the year. He just wasn't playing good and wasn't up to what he was, you know, his prime. But um, maybe JaVale off the bench would be really good for them. I think well-needed defense, and, and I think he had a breakout year last year playing just amazing minutes when he was leaving him. Oh, and I, I and I'd have to agree, um, but w- I'll say this: Yeah, he probably didn't play like he did in his prime for in the finals uh, about Boogie, but he did show small glimpses of what he used to be. Yeah, I, I think he showed a little bit, but to win a six man, I think he's got to play a little bit better than that. In my opinion. Yeah, and I, I would agree. Okay, and then moving on to uh, Rookie of the Year. So, for NFL, you know, I see five people, and all five do have the same chance to win it. They're just in different positions to win it. At number five, I have Josh Jacobs. Um, I think he'll be thrown in the starting lineup. Um, He'll be the sole running back. I think he'll get, you know... 700 yards and seven touchdowns on a good year. So I do see him having a solid chance. Um, Number four, I have Kyler Murray. I don't have him at number one because their best receiver is 35. And then their next best receivers are like they just entered the NFL. So they have young receivers and then they have old receivers. They don't have much of a middle. Their running game has been non-existent since the injury of David Johnson. Um, And their offensive line has slowly declined. So if they can figure out, you know, the way to use Kyler Murray correctly, you know, a lot of read options, get David Johnson involved. I think he'll be, I think he'll be really good in Arizona, but I think it's going to be hard for him to win it because there's really no other pieces that he can kind of connect with. So I think he'll kind of struggle. Um, at number three, I have to put Nikhil Harry. In my opinion, he's the best wide receiver in the draft, and he got thrown with the best corner with the best quarterback in the league. And especially now that his favorite target's gone, I think Nikhil Harry will be the number one option going into the season. So I think that's going to be really fun to watch. Um, number two, I have Dwayne Haskins. I just see him, he was thrown into a team that has a pretty good receiving core, a good offensive line, a decent running game with a solid defense. If he can get the Redskins to the playoffs, he will win it. Um, at number two, I see, uh, Bosa. He, in my opinion, he should have been the first pick in the draft. He is just... He's too good, and I think he will have the best chance to win Rookie of the Year.
and that was it. Yeah, I, I um, I think it's interesting. I think Bosa, I think Bosa would have been the safer pick for the Cardinals. I, I think that Kyler Murray's, they're kind of. I think that they're hoping like a Russell Wilson thing that will happen there, and I, I don't see that happening. I think Russell Wilson's kind of a one in a lifetime player, kind of with his height. I don't think you could squeeze that out. Plus, Kyler Murray's a little smaller, so I totally agree with Joey Bosa. I think he's a great candidate for it. And uh, Nikhil Haria, I totally agree. I, th- I think people are underrating him a lot this year, but he's with Tom Brady. Like Tom Brady finds one guy, and he makes it work. That guy goes down, and he'll find another guy. So I think that if Nikhil Harry can stay healthy, I think Tom Brady will get him targets, and I think he'll get him his touchdowns. Um, but I did like what you said. Uh, Joey Bosa is safer. I did like that you said that. He, I don't know, his high probably, like as a career, his high probably would maxes out a little bit lower than what Kyler Murray's high could potentially be. But Kyler Murray also, I think, has a higher, like he has a higher chance to bust than Bosa. I think with Joey Bosa, what you see is what you get. He's going to evolve his game. He's going to get better as the years go. But I don't see him being a bust. Yeah, I, I think that Joey Bobos is high because they had J.J. Watt in his prime, you know. I think he has a lot of similar qualities, but I, I think that he could be there. Whereas Kyler Murray, you know, he could be a Russell Wilson. He could be like a Luke McCown. Like, we just don't know because of the height. I, I feel like his height is a really big factor. Which you don't hear much in the NFL, but we kind of said that about Russell. Well, how can he see over his line? And, and we know that Russell is better on the throw, um, on the run. So it'll be interesting to see how he how he functions there with, like you said, David Johnson, who's been unsteady the last couple of years, and a really old Larry Fitzgerald. For rookie of the year for the NBA, I think it's one of those things that. I think it's a top two. I think other than that, you know, it could be up in the air. I think there's a lot of good all-star caliber players in this draft, um, you know, that went a little bit later or that will stand out because of the team. Like Cam Reddish, I think is a good player that will stand out. He's just not on a good team right now. Kevin Porter Jr., I think will be a good player, just not on a good team right now. Same with Darius Garland and Kobe White. I think they're good candidates. Don't think they're, they're in a position to make a run for it. Um, at number five, though, I have R.J. Barrett. Now, I have R.J. so low on this list because I don't think he's, like, like no one expects the Knicks to win this year, you know? We have them, like, yeah, they'll probably win 20 games. Like, like that would be, 25 games would be like, wow, they, they did pretty good this year. I, I think we have no expectations right now of the Knicks. We just have expectations of R.J. Barrett. So, I think if R.J. Barrett could, I, I mean, I think he could average... 2010 three, you know? So I think he could have a great year, but I I don't think we have much expectations for him. At number four, I have Tyler Hero. Um, and I, I think Tyler Hero is number four because he had such a great summer league. I, I think the only reason he's so low is because Jimmy Butler is on that team. I think Jimmy Butler will affect him a lot. I think Tyler Hero could maybe even be up for six man in the year. If he comes off the bench, I, I think he's a great player, and I think he will develop to be an all-star caliber, maybe even like Jimmy Butler. But um, I don't know if he has a chance to win Rookie of the Year. And number three, I have the Summer League MVP, Brandon Clark. I think Brandon Clark was an outstanding player in the Summer League. He played great in Gonzaga. He shot amazing. He blocked more shots than he missed shots. So I, I think that his percentage will carry over. And with John Morant creating for Brandon Clark, I think that Brandon Clark with numbers will say better than he actually is. And I think he'll just have an outstanding year. Maybe he can even be up there with Zion for defensive player of the year. Kind of that same thing that he'll probably win a defensive player of the year, but just not, we're not expecting it. And I don't think he could have a breakout year like that. At number two, I have John Morant. I, I think John could easily win this award. I think the number one and two are, are the favorable candidates for it. I think John Morant is just a great creator. Great, he's amazing at shooting. Um, you know, in March Madness, he averaged thirty and ten, twenty and ten, twenty nine and ten, whatever. Right. So I, I think that he could just be a great player. 
he's on a terrible team. So they have they have literally no one other than Brandon Clark on that team. So I think we could see him averaging a lot, but shooting a lot, kind of like Trey Young, where he started off rough because like, holy cow, this new style, new team, like better competition. So I think we could see that from him. At number one, I have none other than Zion. I, I think that I, I'm, I'm hoping that Zion will live on to the expectations of what he has. I, I don't think he'll, he'll be what we think he is right away. I, I think that we think, oh, yeah, he's going to be, like, amazing. But I think he has a lot to work on. He's not the greatest shooter, um, but he, he's a good rim runner and dunker and getting in the lane posting up. I think he could work on his right hand a little bit. His right hand's a little weak. But um, I think he he's easily a front runner catching lobs from Lonzo, uh, getting blocks off the board, chasing down people, running the fast break. I, I think Zion's a pretty good front runner for this for this award. And I would agree with almost everything on this list. Um I have one question. Um why would you not put Michael Porter Jr. on here? I think because he'll actually have a great year because he's gonna he's in the same situation that Ben Simmons was in. I, I agree. I kind of forgot, and I also hate that. I hate to think that. I mean, he is a second-year player. Even though he didn't play, he has um, I, the mentality, I guess. But I also... I, I would probably put him at maybe six or seven if I were to redo this list, but I, I still think he's he's unproven. He didn't play much in college, and um, he also had another injury right away, right before summer league. So, and, and we know I know it wasn't like a big injury, but I think you know he's one of those that could be unstable, and maybe they're just not going to try to play this year much because of how much he's been injured. So they want to slowly ease him into this year. I, I think that he could be like a generation great player. I think right now they're going to take it slow, so I don't see him playing many games until he's 100%. Okay, so you you more think that like, uh, so like they're going to more limit his minutes. He's not going to play as much. You think they're just going to watch, make sure he he stays healthy, and then throw him in a little bit later, maybe towards the end of the season and maybe next year? Yeah, I, I think that the small forward is definitely what they're shallow in right now. And I think he can also play a power forward. He can also play a point forward. So I, I think that he could give what that team needs. But I think that's exactly why they wouldn't play him, you know, coming in and be like, okay, you're starting, you're playing 25, 30 minutes a game. I think that they don't want to take that risk, especially because they know, yeah, we could probably get a 2C maybe this year. So I think if they could set themselves up good in playoffs, they use him a lot, but I don't think his usage will be a lot because of guys like Jamal or Murray and Harris trying to get his contract just like we talked about yesterday. So I think that we have to be kind of watching him. I think they're going to be very precautious with him. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. Um, well, I want to thank you for coming on the show, and uh, I had fun. Uh, I felt like this was pretty productive. Oh, it's an honorable time to be on the show this year. <laughs> All right.